8.02 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed North, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. What does the sale of the Baltimore Orioles mean to the future of this franchise, Jeremy Kahn? Well, look, new ownership always uh, brings in optimism, even if it's guarded from some of you out there. But I would sit here and say, like, for fans, I think you should be unbelievably excited. A big concern, and John Angelos had said it himself about, like, hey, we don't know what it's going to cost to try to keep all these players. We've heard they've reached out to Scott Boris multiple times. New ownership with bigger pockets leads you to hope that you're going to be able to retain some of this young talent. We don't want to see another situation where you're moving a Manny Machado along because you can't afford him or you don't think you can or you're going through a rebuild. Like, you have three generational talents right now, or at least that's what it looks like. Um, we haven't got to see all of them at the major league level, but they're all pretty good, and you'd like to keep them in house. Now, normally when I ask questions, I let I, I ask you guys first, and I ask on the back end. But can I go first this time? Mm-hmm. All right, three things on my wish list, and I'm putting them in order. Lock up Michael Elias. Yes, that's number one on my wish list. Lock up Michael Elias because the other guys have time. Number two would be lock up young players contractually. Get them. And my third thing would be sign some free agents. Those are the three things, top three things on my wish list. Ed, top three things on your wish list now with new ownership. Oh, boy. Um, retention of our young superstars. Mm-hmm. You know, make affirmative moves to, to keep the players we definitely want to keep. Um, some kind of – I'd like to see some, you know, some effort made to bring in a big-name pitch, mm-hmm. pitcher, like – you know, we seem to have gotten like the uh, Irvins and guys like that recently. And no offense to these guys, but stop with the dinner cans. Yeah, I, I want to see like you know what the Rangers did. You know, when you're bringing these guys, whether or not it works out, because everybody got hurt. But like you know, the Grom and Verlander and some some you know the names people know who you know, at the top of the game, like you know a Dylan Cease or somebody like that. Um, and third, hmm. I don't know if I have a third. I'd like to see them spend some money and have you know come up with a and they're not gonna open, you know, come up with a clear plan and tell us. But I just like to see, you know, what the direction is for the future. I'd like to I'd love to hear a statement like the you know, the Mets owner made about, you know, being we were a big market, we're gonna act like one right, finally. Right. You know, like they always say, listen. Well, we're not a big market. We're not. But we don't have to act like, you know, with the Green Bay Packers. You know, we you're a tiny, Ooh. tiny market in in a, in a major sport. Ooh. I got you. Jeremy, top three. For me, I want to see Relish win the race more. Yes, no. Me, relish, me. dude, you're stupid. There's no Relish on hot dogs. Yeah, there is. We got to do a show on that alone. What? what? Putting Relish, relish on hot yeah, dogs, yeah, man. Of course you do. Sure you do. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, you don't put ketchup no, you on hot don't. dogs. That's you don't put you... ketchup on hot dogs either. Yeah, you put relish. You on put it. mustard. That's it. Just no, go with that's mustard. Not it. Don't give me no golden crap. Give I... me yellow American yellow, yellow mustard. mustard. You don't like golden I... or spicy? No, brown I don't, or I'm not on stuff? not on my hot dog. No, man. Damn. No, and no, I don't just do missionary either. Before you ask that, I don't like. With I your don't hot like. Dog? I don't like. I don't like golden mustard on my hot dog. No I'm... one was asking that. He was going to. I know he was. I'm selling. <laughs> I Jen- know Jeremy God. I'm selling. Tubbo, before we go on, you thought you think it's out of the realm of possibility for him to ask that? Any, that's anything's on the table. Okay, there right. you go. I was wrong. <laughs> there you go. I just posted it on Facebook yesterday. I'm selling some gently used hot dogs, <laughs> free to a good owner. Um, 
No, the next thing would be to hire me as the gambling analyst in game. That would they be great. Thing. I'd love for them to that do that. Would, you know what? Say it again. Say it louder for the people in the back. Hire me as the gambling analyst during the games. You know, you give out your parlays and the stuff. You talk about what's going on. Yes, that's how, the next move. How about for the pregame? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, if I know a guy that's still working there when new ownership takes over, <laughs> put in a good word. Not like I need another job, but boy, oh boy, would I love that. Um, that being said, you know. He's like, on jobs. I, I, <laughs> obviously, yeah. He's on jobs. Obviously, you took the three things, and I don't think I can argue them being in, in the order you had them. Because to me, the most important thing is you keep the guy that had the vision to see all of this and to draft all these players. Michael Elias has to be here. Right. Um I try to retain the others as well. Like, I, I want to see Sig stay here. And I mean, if, if their goal is oh, to go see, off and get a better job and something else, great. I want to see those guys stay here and not get picked apart. I could be wrong. Okay. But I don't think Sig has that desire. I, I could be wrong. Okay. Completely wrong. But, like, you know, with, with all joking aside, um, I just think that what Rob said is so true. You keep Elias, you spend money on your young players. It's it's more important right now that you keep the guys that you have than going out and grabbing free agents. But again, we don't know what their business model is going to be. But it's already built up to, like you could be a, you could come in and do nothing. You could do nothing in the off season right here outside of what they've done. But right, they're still, yeah, they're still going to be competitive. And, right? and I'll and I'll say this: when I talked about locking up Mike Elias, I meant Sig and Eve as well mm-hmm. because I know. Michael Lyons is not going to sign a long-term contract without taking care of his his, his people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those are the three things. Um, you know, like for me personally, there's nothing more than I like going to than, than going to Camden Yards and watching a game. And like of all the sporting events. Dogs. Yeah, I usually I usually get a pretzel. So yeah, let's let's up our soft pretzel friend, game too. My friend Crystal says yes, relish. You so you telling me so many things about you right now, Crystal, that the fact that you want relish on your hot dog. What, I me. like it. What does that tell you about me? That's, that's what. A, that's what a common. Thing that's what it tells you. It's not common with who? No, yeah. it's not. I don't you know anybody in mind. I don't know anybody in my circle that puts relish on catch on hot dogs. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I've gone to cook. I've thrown cookouts a lot of times. We don't even put relish on the table. I'm in your circle. Re- you put relish. You go to a baseball game. <laughs> you go to an Oriole game. Yeah. When you go over to the condiment counter, there's relish yeah, everywhere. And relish, is, relish, ketchup, and mustard. Relish is never empty either. It's always full. No, oh, is no. it? It's always this full. For, is this a white person thing? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't we, like relish, so I never I put it on there. Yeah, so it's not. It's not a white person thing. We would thing. like to hear from a black that likes pickles. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing? I like is it. it a white person thing? I don't know. I, don't, I, I wasn't suggesting that. You don't like pickles. You always let me eat your pickle. Pause. Shovels at eight thirty, but on the other side, I want to hear from you. What does the O sale mean for the future of the franchise? And give me your top three moves, your wish list, right here on the fan. Eight fifteen in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. What does the O sale mean to the future of the franchise? Joe, I got to bump this guy in the front. When you when you say something like this, you go first. Richard Pasadena, what's up, Rich? What's up, gentlemen? Yes, I will. Let me let me repeat what I said. This is the greatest day in Baltimore history, in my opinion. Why's that? Forty eight years. Forty eight years old. They won the World Series when I was eight or seven. I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm a diehard Orioles fan, and this gives me hope that we may actually have a shot at a World Series or or two 
if not, if all the cards you know fall in place. Because Angelos is in my besides Snyder the worst owner that family in, in professional sports. Hmm. So I'm super pumped. I, I can't tell you how excited I am. In fact, Jeremy, I'm so excited. You need to play Touch of Grey by the Grateful Dead oh, at so some you, point today. Rich, big dad. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have to get some Touch of Grey for you. I don't know if Joe, our jam band extraordinaire fan, would like to play Touch of Grey from the Grateful Dead at some point. Let's go to Mike in White Plains. Mike, I knew you <laughs> I knew you were calling today, Mike. You knew, you, you knew it, Rob. Hey, Rob, I agree, man. If you watch a three-and-a-half-hour game for seven days a week, that's 24-and-a-half hours. That's a job. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> hey, check this out, though, man. So, so now, the stadium authority gave Ravens and Orioles $600 million. And I knew they were going to sell a team. They gave them $600 million. And then they tried to hold the stadium authority hostage for another $600 million. And then they was going to sell that team. But my, my question to y'all is, can they recoup that money back? Can the stadium authority recoup that money back from these guys, man? Because that's, that's a lot of money to give the, the Angelos for them to turn around and sell a team but not do anything with that money. That was supposed to went to the stadium. Yeah. The, stadium. I right. the, stadium, the stadium deal stays with the team. Yeah. So the new ownership, keep in mind, Angelos isn't going anywhere right now. Still, you know, uh, uh, he's still around. He's still a part owner of the team. But that's the team deal. That's not a personal deal. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they gave them the money. Mm-hmm. The team. For the stadium. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, fellas. All right. Yeah, because the, the, the improvement was for the stadium mm-hmm. specifically. So now that's not, that's not a personal check written to him. Let's go to my man Bob and Timonium. What's up, Bob? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Doing well. How are you doing? Hey, let me tell you something. Don't ever count this city out, you hear me? <laughs> we got the best owner in NFL, or one of the best. Sounds like we got with the Orioles. Love it that Cal Ripken's involved. Probably since she doesn't like those seats behind home plate, she wants something right there at the Oriole dugout. You can work that out for her this year. There you go. Help her out, Rob. <laughs> huh? Help her out. He's trying to get some tickets. You just told me I was fired. No, not yet. Not until we get the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Rosedale. What's up, Corey? How you doing, guys? Thank you. So um, I do just want to say my biggest top priority is we have to retain Mr. Splash. He's been great at this. <laughs> Camden Yards. Um, I also think uh, somebody did mention it. The stadium deal, I, you mentioned that the um, you know a new owner with deeper pockets is going to help retain a lot of guys. Stadium deal is also really going to do that yep. because there's a lot more revenue. Yep. The doors is great. But then, real quick, I just want to add, I think one of the biggest hopes I have is that the, the new ownership really embraces a lot of the guys that have been around. I, I mean, I just kind of – I'm not – I don't mean any disrespect for, for the guys you know, that won, in the, won the World Series in the 80s. It's just uh, let's, where's all the, the more recent players? You know, they're just not really involved, and I hope that bridging that – you know, something went wrong with, with the Angelos uh, ownership, you know, to alienate a lot of guys. And players see that. Players see that there is something, you know, some sort of disconnect with the guys who have been recently playing. So hopefully – Corey, Corey, name those players, that Corey, name those players that you're talking about because they've been well, back. They just brought Adam Jones back in the fold. They, no, they, J.J. They J. J. Hardy's, J. J. Hardy's been yeah. back. Matt Wieners has been back. They've all been back within the last two years. They've right, all been back. There was a problem with before that. I mean, Adam Jones, like that was a big moment when he came back into the fold. I, I, I understand that, but, but you, you say players. I'm just telling you. I mean, maybe maybe Adam Jones had an issue with the Orioles, 
But I've emceed events with all of these players who have come back. They've all been back. JJ has been back plenty. Right. Yeah, I've I've emceed events with them, Corey. They had a maybe them and Adam Jones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, debate you about that. But that's one player. There was no disconnect between the Orioles and the other players. I've I, I literally emceed events when all of them have been there from time to time. I found out about pickleball because I emceed an event with JJ Hardy. He was telling me, I said, what are you doing now? Because he's a big-time ping-pong fan. He used uh, to be that. Don't even get started with that cat because that, that cat would just beat everybody's ass in the clubhouse. Pick a, pick a game. He's that guy. Yeah, yeah and, and he was telling me how yep. now. In fact, he was the first one to tell me that he said, dude, pickleball going to be a big thing now. It's going to be on television. They're going to have pro leagues. I'm like, pickle? No, it's not. Sure, sure enough, they do. I was wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do. I was I was wrong. <laughs> But, but honest, I mean, yes, we know about the Adam Jones situation with the Orioles that's since been fixed. But to say there was a disconnect between the Orioles and players, that's not that's not accurate. I think I said literally, MC events where these guys were there. Let's go to Steve in Centerville. What's up, Steve? Hey, man, what's up with you and Jeremy talking about pickles all the time this morning? Makes me a little nervous. Um, They're the way I, I feel. Am- yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm very happy that we have a new owner. I was afraid that we were going to see a big surge of Angelos drama again, especially if they hadn't sold the team by the time Peter died. Um, I'm just re- I'm so happy. I'm going to go get a hot dog with relish and nice. uh, brown mustard on it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> let's go out to uh, let's. Get... <laughs> Let's get Rick in Ellicott City. What's up, Rick? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Hey, I just wanted to say I, I, I was excited as anyone about this, uh, but have to say there's a small voice in my head that's a little worried about the fact that this is a private equity guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because what they do is, is if he had his private equity hat on and not his baseball-loving hat on, then they drain it dry and move it to Nashville. So I, I hope the lease is ironclad and that he's in it as a baseball lover. That's See, all for, I wanted to for everybody talking about a move into Nashville, that has to be approved by all the other teams too. So like, it's not you would have to be in dire straits, and it it'd be better for the it's league. Not gonna get approved number one, but why is the Nashville narrative still the thing? The Nashville narrative was a thing because of the tie-in with John Angelos having a home. Okay, so well, they talked about Tampa moving to Nashville, and so but but here teams. it was a, it was a tie because of Angelos. It was an Angelos tie because they property there, right? For, you know, and and for people that that's got to be approved by the owners in the league too. You just don't pick up your 75%. team. 75%. Yeah, you don't just pick up your team and leave. So that's they can't do that. And I don't th- and the guy the, the guy just bought it's from Baltimore. Yeah, he's a private equity guy from Carlisle. I got it. He's from here. So well, I mean, it's just, you know. just to take the other side of it with him, we saw Stan Kroenke move a team out of his hometown to LA for more money. Yeah. So and again, I don't think any of that's happening. I just you just taking both sides of it. Yeah. John in Annapolis, what you always do. What's up, John? <laughs> Hey, good good Wednesday morning to you, fellas. Good morning um, to you, too. Uh, Rob's list is spot on. I'm talking about all four items. Relish does not go on hot dogs. Uh, hang up on this. 
Joker. No. <laughs> my God, John. Uh, no, Rob's list is spot on. Lock up Mike Elias. Lock up a young talent and also uh, get some free agents. I'll add a fourth one in there and just keep keep investing in the international market. Yeah, you know the guys from Cuba, Dominican Republic, all that stuff. So, and, and John, we cool. have we have no reason to believe they won't when they just built the beautiful academy over there in the DR. Exactly, exactly. So that's all I got, fellas. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. You thank know what's you. Funny, my mustard like, eating guy. We we were talking about like. Um, you know, some of the advantages and what, what were the best NFL head coaching jobs because you're going there and all the like these. Remember, we talked about that last week. And then we were, I mentioned that I thought Washington was the best job because of all the money they have and the draft picks and different things. Will right? this become one of those? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're buying a team. Is this not the best team to buy right now? Because, Fourth richest group right now. Well, you, so you buy this, you've got all this young talent, you've got a farm system that's loaded, you've now invested in the international market, you got all this stuff. What'd you get? A, you got hot sauce on your I can't take you anywhere, man. On your on your FanDuel live read? Yeah, I got hot sauce on it. Do you need help with that one? <laughs> I got hot sauce. You don't put you don't put relish on hot dogs, but you do put hot sauce on eggs. You do? Yeah. Yeah. You do that. You never saw that thing? It's like Becky, where did you learn to put hot sauce in your cup of noodles? <laughs> Where'd you learn that, Becky? <laughs> uh, Daniel Allen Tuck, more on the Orioles sale at 845, but on the other side. And Norris, you got a shovel for us? Yeah, it's to uh, a law enforcement agency. It left a very strange voicemail. <laughs> Let's just say that. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057. The fans, shovel's next. The biggest idiots deserve the big, bad shovel of wisdom. Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota. And their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 1057 The Fan. 833. Time to give out shovels. Ed Norris. Who's got your shovel? The sheriff's department in Montana. I just find this very odd. Uh, this woman from uh, Salt Lake City, Adele Beck, had a terrible experience in Montana. Um, icy roads. Um, it caused a, a, a gigantic uh, pileup. And we've all been there. Bad driving conditions. Icy roads. And... Uh, the odd part, I mean, it was horrible. A woman died in this car crash. She was injured. Her hands were badly injured. Um, but more, everyone else lived. One person was a fatality. Everyone else was injured but survived, and she was thankful for that. The problem was the voicemail. Some people just don't know how to do this. My father was a classic example. My father would call me, not often, but when he'd call me, either on my phone or wherever the, you, you pick up a recorded message, it would sound like this. Edward, it's your father. Call me. Like, oh my God, my mother's dead. It's like, because he didn't leave a message. It's just this dire, like, Edward. And he called me Edward. Because you knew it was serious. Call me. And I call him. I was like, what? what? Nothing. I just haven't heard from you. What's going on? He's like, don't (laughs) do that anymore. Anyway, this woman gets a message from the uh, Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. The message was, we have your finger. They left it on a voicemail. 
<laughs> I found it so odd. We got your finger. They have one of her fingers, and they left it on a machine, like on her voicemail. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We so have your finger. I just found that to be like, there's better ways of notifying people things like that. You know? What if she missed the, the voicemail? Why don't you go knock on the door? <laughs> or get her on the phone when she picks it up. Or just say, call us. Call or us. Something. Yeah. yeah. Just something like that. But yeah. Jamie Khan, what's your shovel, man? Uh, my shovel's going to go to my wife. So this is fun. I told you guys earlier, like yesterday, she gave me a facial. And we were doing all the, like, a little pampering going on mm-hmm. yesterday. But I also, maybe the cleanse is the wrong word to use. We're going through a detox, Ed. So is that a little bit different than, I guess, a cleanse? But there's still, like, smoothies. We're drinking. It's all clean yeah. food. We're doing it for a week, right? She said she was going to do it. I thought you had to do, like, a juice cleanse. You no did, edibles? You did nothing but juice. Well, maybe not everything. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> Hush up, child. <laughs> but yesterday, so I come home from work. She's like, I made you your smoothie, and I look at it. It looked like mayonnaise in a glass. That's I mean, disgusting. it had the consistency of it. It didn't taste awful. It was like coconut milk, mangoes, all kinds of different. That sounds good. Yeah, it, um, a lime zest, and but it was so thick. That sounds good, though. It, I, I drink that that kale. Smoothie, people talk about that. But that's a smoothie. This was like, I I mean, again, if you turned, if you you opened your mayonnaise and turned it over. So how'd you drink it? You just had, I kept turning the glass over. So you didn't use a straw? No, I just kept like shaking that thing like this. And then, like, it was getting in my beard. Nobody it was can see all what you're over doing. My... What? No, you had to take the... Look, you guys can just imagine. You take the glass, you put it above your head, and there you, you shake it. You shake yeah. your glass, and you get it... I get it all to come out. Yeah, so then I had to... Do... <laughs> so then, then... I've all... never been on that side of it. But hold on. <laughs> then... <No. laughs> Then in the middle of this detox thing, she's like, oh, yeah, you got to take your vitamins or whatever. I guess there's pills and stuff we take mm-hmm. with it. And she's got a little pill box for me. It's Tuesday. I open it up. I was like, there's 13 pills in this damn thing. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you got to take seven more tonight. I'm like, what the hell? When you, when you so, pee, you smell it, don't you? Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to get real interesting today. Uh, I, when you said that. that mayonnaise in a glass, I almost got sick because I had to drink a glass of French dressing once. Oof. Oh. For what? Uh, probably when he was being in fraternity, fraternity yeah. Yeah. made us eat all kinds of stuff that made you puke. And... It wasn't ma- like I'm just trying to get you the consistency of it. So like I didn't. It, it was. It didn't it was good. taste bad. It Sounds just... good when you mention ingredients. Yeah. It didn't taste great. It didn't taste bad. You're just kind of indifferent to it. Coconut like... milk, lime, turmeric. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Stuff. Sounds good. My shovel goes to people who just can't enjoy life. As soon as this uh, news came out about the Orioles being sold. All the bad things that could happen with the sale became the topic of discussion. They could move. They could do this. They could do that. So I asked someone, why, why do you always think something goes wrong? Because these teams always break my heart. And I don't know about you, but if something continue, continuously, uh, continues to hurt me, I let it go. Stop watching. If, if, if the if sports is that miserable, makes you that miserable, then maybe it's not for you. Maybe watching is not for you. You do something else. This goes back to my question to you guys last week. Jeez. Why is this town so negative? Why has everything got a negative spin? It, the team is going to move. They're going to uh, fire Michael Lodge and bring in their own people. What old people? They didn't own a baseball team. What old, What people are they bringing in when they didn't own what a baseball team? What did Orioles fans complain about most over the last decade at least? Ownership. You know, the number, now they're complaining. You know what the number two thing they were complaining about? Mm-hmm. 
The field's too small. Then they put up a left wall and move it back. They complain right. about that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you do, Joe? Give me the list of – let's do top five things that you complain about. As you knock those things off the list, people will complain about you getting rid of those things. The first yeah. text The first text I read, watch uh, Adley and Gunner be gone by the time Angelo's dies. Yeah, you read that on air. Come on. It's like, what, it's like whatever could go wrong, mm-hmm. let's imagine that. Let's not imagine the fact, hey, you know, you've been asking for new ownership group for all these things. Imagine all those things that you want happening now. Yeah. I can't do that. Why? Because I'm a miserable individual. <laughs> it is. It's just. There are, things that I, there are things in my life that don't make me happy. I get rid of it. The base, if baseball or football or sports or whatever makes you that miserable, stop watching. <laughs> just stop. Let's go to Falston and get Dom. What's up, Dom? Hey, guys, I'm calling to give a shovel to myself. The news broke last night. I called Tim, and I was kind of, you know, excited and nervous, and I asked him at the end of it, do you think they're going to move? I don't know why I'm worried about it. I'm kind of glass half empty for other reasons these days. It was a stupid question. They're not going to move. I don't know why I thought that, and I just felt like I should own it. I (laughs) I appreciate that, Dom. Yeah. I appreciate that, dude. Ain't nothing wrong with being wrong. Everybody's wrong, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with like even as he's feeling. He's he said he's a glass half full guy. So like he he's worried the team like very that pessimistic. Means he sounds people. like a glass half empty guy. Well, yeah, because if, if he's thinking doom and gloom, it's half empty. Yeah, but the half, other half he was happy. Pe- half full people are like, hey, it's a optimistic. new day. Yeah. Like this could be great. Half empty, or pessimistic. I don't care. I'm thirsty. Just give me a drink. You know, my, my buddy Shaky just texted me. You're Mr. Grinch. You, that shovel should be for yourself. No, I'm not miserable. I just like making other people miserable. You are miserable. I'm and you're not, good at it. Uh, yeah, I'm not miserable. I'm, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you're, you're like a black belt in that. <laughs> Fifth degree. <laughs> Why is the, what's the color of his belt matter, Ed? He didn't hear me. I heard you. <laughs> it just signifies a level of expertise. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that you explained that to him, Ed, you have issues, man. You know he likes to pick on you. What? You know he likes to come after you, and the, yet you still explain that to him. Uh, he's he's wow. like having a you know. Does he have a stripe on his belt? Bird with a broken wing. You gotta like help him. <laughs> the Baltimore banners, Danielle Chuck, Tuck, uh, Alan Tucker, sorry, is all over this story last night, and uh, she'll join us on the other side right here on the fan. Baltimore Orioles reportedly been sold to a group headed by. Baltimore native David Rubenstein. She was all over it last night. Now she's with us for the Baltimore Banner. Danielle Allen Tuck. Good morning to you, Danielle. Good morning. Danielle, this story broke uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, Did you have some kind of indication that this was going down soon, or were you as shocked as I was? Um, We had heard some rumblings, but we didn't know for sure. So it was definitely a little bit of shock at the timing of it. What do we know about the uh, the new owners? I mean, although oh, I know I know the Carlisle Group, I know you know what that is, and um, but I've read you know I know he's local, or at least has you know um, Baltimore tie. But what, do we know anything about the future plans? Have there anything been any rumblings about you know moves they're looking to make in the future, or is just you know just bought the team? Uh, nothing yet on the future. I mean, the deal hasn't even technically been approved right, yet or right. finalized. There's still yeah. a lot of steps that have to go in the way. Um, and they're going to, there's still some complications that we don't know about what happens uh, with Peter Angelo still being alive. Um, 
because we don't even know the health status of Tito Angelos at this point to know when you know that part of the sale could be finalized. So there is a lot more questions than answers at this point. But to answer your earlier question, I mean, David is a Baltimore guy. Like you said, he grew up playing Little League here. He has a lot of local investors that are going to be involved in the team, which would make you think that, you know, they're going to want to go out and spend money and make the team better because they all grew up loving this team or playing for the team like Kyle Ripken Jr. did. Yeah, that's my hope. Danielle, do you know if they're going to retain all the Masson employees, if they might let one or two go or just a handful <laughs> of people? Or, uh, nice of you to ask a question for your buddy. I'll be, get, I'll, be get, I'll be getting this all morning, Danielle, just for the record. I'll be getting this all morning. But, like, in all seriousness, for you, do you have kind of that optimism that – because we, we've talked about this before, when, when Peter Angelos took over the team, kind of same type of background, spent money early, and then obviously people have been upset here recently and over the years of them not spending money. So, I mean, do you have that optimism that, that Rubenstein's going to do that? I mean, I think you always have optimism when a new owner comes involved. I mean, you look at the Mets and how much money they spent under Steve Cohen when he started taking over the team, but – that didn't lead to success there. And you look at the Royals and their paywall has increased steadily since they got a new owner in 2020. So you, I think you just sort of expect that a new owner is going to come in and be really flashy and spend a lot of money. And then it's going to tap taper out a little bit and fans are going to start getting upset in most cases. Um, but I think just because of his local ties, and I know Angelus had local ties too. I think that there is a lot of reason to be optimistic and his net worth is about 2 billion more than the Angelus family. So he does have more capital already to work with. It was Daniel Allen Tuck from the Baltimore Banner. Daniel, I'll ask you a legitimate question that Jeremy asked uh, us earlier. Maybe you can answer this. Uh, we know what the percentage breakdown now is ownership, but who's in charge? I mean, when uh, if there's a free agent that's available out there, will will uh, Ruben Stein's group step in and say, get that group? Who, who is in charge at this moment? Well, at this moment, it's still the Angelos family. Okay. But under this, when this deal is finalized, Rubenstein will be the control person. So he'll fill the role that John Angelos has been playing uh, since Peter Angelos got sick. So it would be up to Rubenstein uh, to be the control person and be in charge of making the decisions. Oh, if I can... Do you see any negatives in this? Because we, it's, we've just had this conversation before we got you on air. And I find it kind of funny. <laughs> The one thing people complained about most on our show over the last decade probably is the, the ownership of the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Now that there's a potential shift, people have been calling you with all kinds of problems that are going to arise, like moving the team, and this is going to be a problem. I, I see this as a big positive if it goes through. I mean, I think you can. we don't have any negative thoughts yet. At least I don't. Um, it's only been like 12 hours so far. But so we don't really know what he's going to do with the team. And we know that he can't move it because that's the release agreement. Um, and they built that into it. So the team is at least here for the next, I believe, at least 10 more years. So fans don't have to worry about that. But That was one of the I calls. Mean, yeah, I don't think fans are going to ever love everything that an owner does. Or there are going to be some negatives that come out that people don't agree with. We just don't know what they are yet. Yeah, it could be ticket prices. Could be, I mean, a lot of different things that could. I mean, you just don't know until they get in. But um, let me ask you about the team on the field. How are you feeling about what they've assembled? And and who knows if they add anything leading up to this or not, but how they're constituted right now. Do you feel good about this ball club entering the 2024 season? Yeah, I mean, they're very similar to last year at this point. I still think that they really do need a starting pitcher. Um, you know, we asked Elias a lot about that at Caravan last week, and he gave the same answer he's been giving since the day the season ended, that they're searching for a starting pitcher. But 
I think that would be a huge disappointment if they don't go into the year at that because I just don't think they have the depth there to make it through a full season. I don't see Tyler Wells and GL Hall holding up in rotation at this point. But besides that, I mean, it's the same team. They've got Jackson Holiday coming up, so they should be in a pretty good spot. Danielle Allen. Danielle, thank you very much. Uh, how can folks follow you on Twitter? Because I'm sure there'll be more uh, to, uh, breaking news coming up. Yes, uh, D underscore Allen Tuck. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks for hooking me up with your colleague, too. Uh, you might want to explain yeah, that. Yeah, you <laughs> God, why don't you elaborate you might, a little bit more? You might eh, want to explain that. I guess she hooked me up with someone who has hockey knowledge. Okay. That's be coming on our show. All right. <laughs> She's a whiz with you, too. Just what saying. Is that? We're trying to protect you. We're looking yeah. out your best interest and you're angry at us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always think pretty thank much you. every day. Thank you for Thank God these guys have my back. <laughs> With friends like these, who needs enemies? Let's go out to Antonio Rosedale. What's up, Antonio? Good morning. Morning. Good morning. I'm glad the Orioles aren't going anywhere. Uh, we are too. You I am too. Be, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, I think, um, I, but I never doubted that though. So I, I guess you know I'm okay in that category. And what free agent options are still available for the Orioles starting pitching? <clears throat> Have a wonderful day, guys. Have a good day, too. I'll let you answer that, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> the names that are still out there, I mean, you got Blake Snell probably being uh, maybe the biggest name that's still out there. He's just coming off of a Cy Young victory, but he's going to pitch five innings, so you know that much. Um, you still have options. Uh, it sounds like the White Sox are going to go into the season with Dylan Cease, but they still may end up trading him. Um, as far as other free agent pitchers, I like you still what Jordan Montgomery hasn't signed yet I don't believe right I haven't seen anything with him I've heard rumors about other teams maybe even the Mets kicking the tires on him um but yeah like it's it's going to be interesting this offseason just to kind of see I mean we're in the offseason to see who's remaining and like do we have any of these holdovers into the regular season you know what I mean like we've seen that in years past where guys haven't signed um, and then just waited until they got into the regular season. You still got Brandon Woodruff, Clayton Kershaw. I'm stalling while I was getting to some of these other names. I don't know if Julio <clears throat> Urias gets back in the league, but those are the best names out there. Remember, he was going through his domestic violence thing. As uh, you know, he he's had a couple issues there, and the Dodgers kind of said, "Yeah, see you later." So that's where we're at. And then does anything happen with a player like um, Trevor Bauer? We got more baseball news from my Jacob Calvin Meyer nine fifteen. We'll hear from Kevin Willard. Head basketball coach of the Maryland Terps. Don't go anywhere. Baltimore's big, bad morning show on the fan.